0: Untold story of the arts's tenure in the Olympics. My name is Bernadette Saffic, and my pronouns are they/them.
1: And my name is Elizabeth Riggs. My pronouns are she/her. And welcome. Thank you for coming to this part of the internet to listen to these sounds brought to you by the two of us, Mm. non-sports-playing Americans.
0: I would say not even sports fans.
1: Barely. 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 Adjacent sports. Bri- bribable though,
0: bri absolutely. I'll do anything for beers or a very hot guy, <laughs> or girl, or and hey, androgynous honestly, sports yeah, player. Exactly, the spandex <laughs> is what does it. Well, as long as their ass is fiat, <laughs> that's all I care about. And so I, I, so I know what you're thinking. Why did two people who are only in it for fat asses? Why are mm-hmm. they doing an arts in the Olympics podcast? Correct.
1: <laughs> I will say, I so. The way that this podcast came to be, origin story time. Oh my god! Yeah. I read an article at a, at a at a job where I was wasting time because I didn't actually have work to do. At that job, um, I read an article in the Smithsonian about um, when the Olympics gave out medals for art. That's actually the title of the article. Is when the Olympics gave out medals for art. It's by <laughs> Joseph Stromberg, um, and it kind of blew my mind. I did not know that at any point the arts were part of the Olympics, but there were. Um, about 30 years where they were giving out gold, silver and bronze medals to different countries over artistic
0: pursuits and that really spiked my curiosity. Yeah. So the what are do you remember what the I mean I know you're going to talk about this later but the mm-hmm. exact years in which the Olympics were doing this our situation. I know my understanding is like 30 years around World War II.
1: Yes, after after um oh gosh. This is where we're going to we're going to show our credibility.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They literally came to us to tell them about Arts in the Olympics, and we can't even give them a on, vague hold date. Hold on. I, just,
1: I do want to get the dates right for the very first pod. It's important. It's
0: the first uh, episode. It's,
1: it's not amazing. Um, from 1912 to 1952. So actually
0: 40 years. Forty. Um, that's a long time. Arts in the Olympics, yeah. Which yeah. is also impressive because when I was looking at the stats, there's actually not that many medals given for that mm-hmm. amount of time. Yeah. Uh, uh, we can get into that later, but I think it's mostly about how many people actually like submitted, and uh-huh. it's like an embarrassingly little amount. Agreed. So arts people, this is also a, a shame podcast. A shame podcast.
1: Because you had your chance. You had I, a chance. Had a gold Olympic medal. Yeah. And you just we're like, you know what? too busy not watching TV because that wasn't a thing yet so I don't know what you were doing
0: I'd like to think that our audience is going to be mostly people who were alive and like like in, in their in their prime In 1912. I know
1: I was making my best art uh, in those 40 years. Oh, I don't,
0: I don't doubt it at all.
1: Before my birth. Yeah, Yeah. you've
0: peaked a long time ago. And can I be honest, this podcast shows it. (laughs) (laughs) This is your way out.
1: It's already been highlighted for... The
0: golden years. For anyone that wants to hear it or know it. All right, Um, okay. But but that article,
1: I was fascinated and I was talking to my coworkers. I was like, did you know this? They were like, absolutely, I did not. Do you do we need to care about this? And I was like, you know what, forget it, whatever. <laughs> um, and then, our friendship, not sprung up because of this, but sprung
0: up... Uh, at the same time of you the same reading it. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Pretty pretty uh, in line with that, in terms of a timeline. Um, but yeah. It was great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so cute. Um, I think I was really fascinated. So, uh, for all of our listeners, Elizabeth and I um, met Let's see, how long ago? A year ago? Right before the pandemic. Right before and the this, so I think our and
1: conversation about this topic was at, like, one of the very first parties where we had ever met
0: and hung out, Yeah. and I started talking about this, and yeah. you didn't know about it either. I did not. So we were meeting, and you were telling me about it, and I was like, that's cool as shit because mm-hmm. I have never cared about the Olympics, uh, which we can obviously share our stories in a second, mm-hmm. but um, you were, like, telling me about this arts thing, and I was like, that's so fun. How fucking stupid is it? that there's an idea of, like, rating the, like, arts. Like, that's yeah. the whole point of art, right? Yeah. Is that it is, like, um, art is in the, or beauty is in the eye of the beholder, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Art is subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say, like, there is a lot of bad art. Like, all art is art. There's a lot of people who want to say, like, bad art isn't art. Right. I'm a big believer, like, all art is art all people can make art. Yep. There's just a lot of bad art. Yep. And so I just really enjoy the idea of, like, someone who's in charge, like, very, like, non-biasedly saying, like, this poem is gold and this poem is silver. And I can say that, like, unequivocally, like, without a doubt. hundred That's shocking to me. And 100%. so we connected when we first said about this, and then obviously here we are a year and a half later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Telling other people about it.
1: I feel like people need to know, especially people in the arts. Oh, so I... I'll jump into this. I grew up uh, with a family that was big into the Olympics. Mm. I believe at one point my dad like attended the Olympics in Salt Lake City. My parents were really oh my god, really? He think went so. to the Olympics? Yeah, because he was living out west at the time. That's like, so cool. Up. Um, dad, I hope that that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, they were all both my parents were very into it. We watched the Olympics, both summer and winter, religiously growing up. Um, and like loved it and I mean you could the nice thing about the Olympics when they're airing is you can turn on the TV at any time of day and there mm. is usually an
0: event going on like a it's, festival like it's all usually like curling the, bo- <laughs> the the Bonnaroo of sports yes
1: it is it really is yeah yeah okay um, now
0: now I understand what the Olympics are thank God
1: <laughs> so we I mean we we watched them every, every time they were on and just
0: adored them so Hmm. I still love the Olympics was it a tradition in your family like did you guys make sure to like sit down and watch some sports oh
1: yeah like especially like opening ceremony you don't miss the opening ceremony with like the parade of nations and like the, the opening, uh, like, usually huge choreographed, like, dance and music and, like, yeah. the, the host country, like, putting on a big show. Like, we, we love that. And I, that appealed to the arts part of my right. family was
0: especially that opening ceremony. I am so curious about the fact that the arts are no longer in the Olympics, but the opening ceremony is full of arts. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. really fascinating to me, that they're, like, it's an important enough to, like, show off who we are. Yes. But not important enough to, like, welcome it in anymore. Right. Um, I yeah. mean, like, we can get into why it was probably like omitted from the the Olympics, and I don't think it's just because they like hated the arts. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I do like that they're like, look at these dancers, how cute. Now the real sports, exactly right, with people like
1: potentially getting injured because there's not enough injury in the arts, I guess.
0: Amen. For it to be sexy, absolutely. Fun. I mean, here can, here's the problem, though. We're just not paid enough money. Yeah. Uh, to like get workman's comp, like if we're gonna do totally. a show for a hundred dollars, like can you imagine the workman's comp is like two dollars? Exactly. Do you need a band-aid? Yeah, absolutely. We got you. We got wait, you. Covered. Speaking of which, so you told me about your your history with the Olympics. Um, wait, what was your guys' favorite sport to watch?
1: I feel like I I think we got more into the Winter Olympics than the Summer Olympics, and it was because of like ice skating and ice dancing mm. and like the drama, and that also I feel like. There's more crossover between like um, figure skating and like dance, so it, again mm. was like the most artistic. artistic of the sports that were included that. in the programming. Um, so yeah, I think I think that was like our favorite Pretty part. Cool. And we were living in Connecticut in the snow, and it was freezing all the time. So I think that also just felt right. <laughs> so
0: um, since our audience is meeting you for the first time. Uh I mean we've heard about your history with the Olympics, but will you just tell me a little bit about who's Elizabeth Riggs? Oh gosh.
1: Oh, big freaking weirdo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Just give me yeah, give me your C V.
1: <laughs> Hi, my name is Elizabeth Riggs. I'm five six, brunette,
0: green Hot. eyes. Nice.
1: Um very Caucasian. Um So you uh, have green eyes? They are
0: green. Let me look. Look. Hey oh, listener. Get, hey, in listener get in here. Hey listener, get in here. Whoa. Oh my god. <gasps> Oh uh, fucking a, gorgeous. A sweet young friendship. Take my- eye color. Oh my God. Take my word for it, audience. Hot. hot. <laughs> Smoking. All right. Okay. When so we fire. know who you look like.
1: <laughs> I look like myself. Okay, oh my so nice. Um, moved to- This podcast is based out of Denver, by the way. We're both uh, local to Denver currently. Mm-hmm. Um, moved to Denver just before the pandemic um, by way of Chicago and improv out there studied theater because again arts Mm -hmm. which I love and is important to me um I've been married to my husband Peter for almost six years now which is wild um and we have a dog and a cat and a cute little Denver apartment and just Uh loving life making art because he's
0: hot if he wasn't hot I'd be be like like, whoa what are you doing (laughs) you've got green eyes you can go get yeah some someone else (laughs) have you seen your eyes
1: Amazing. Oh, a compliments podcast.
0: I'm into it. I'm interested. I actually
1: want. I just don't know how to pitch it.
0: A like, new guest every week where the audience has to hear us compliment someone that they literally cannot see. And we refuse to post a photo. Absolutely. No
1: photo evidence. Um. But anyway, that's me in a nutshell. You'll learn more. You'll get...
0: You'll
1: t- get plenty. Here. You'll get
0: plenty.
1: There. Um... Uh, but you did not grow up watching the Olympics. You do not no. have a lot of exposure to no. the Olympics. No, uh,
0: which is why I, so a lot of my friends and family, when I was talking about working on this podcast, have been like, so I'm sorry, what? <laughs> because not only like, so I very recently started watching some sports. Sure. I grew up um, with a single mom who just like was very anarchist, like and hated professional sports, specifically the NFL. Sure. That's uh, totally yeah. well. I mean, she's deserved. punk rock. I, I love her as much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, like, we did not watch any sports, like, Mm -hmm. that was not interesting. I mean, my mom literally raised, like, three artists, like, I think that shows, like, (laughs) when we travel, we go to art museums, like, that is kind of our whole vibe. Um, so I I had never watched the Olympics, like, literally ever, um, except, I do remember being on vacation with a friend in eighth grade, and her grandparents were staying at her grandparents' house, and they had the Olympics on in the background Mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. Which kind of made me realize, like, what this phenomenon was, of just, like, It like stayed on the TV all day, every day for like an entire week. Yep. And I was like, oh, it's just like you just like have it there, and then every once in a while you tune in, you're like, wow, did they swim well? (laughs) And I'm like, compared to what? (laughs) Actually, okay, this is I'm getting ahead of myself. But my number one pitch for the Olympics is to have all the Olympians like competing. And then one person who's just like fucking normal as shit. Yes. Like a normal, I'm not saying like horribly bad, like I'm saying like a just a normal swimmer. Right. Like a
1: healthy average person. Yes, like
0: swimming next to them. Cause I think that would be so much more interesting to me. Cause like all of the like Olympians are within milliseconds of each other, right? Right. Right. And I just want one person who's like 15 minutes behind. (laughs) <laughs> like doing their ultimate best. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's was was like a way secret, more interesting. A secret fear of uh heights, but definitely still got tapped for the high dive event, <laughs> and they still haven't even made Absolutely. their first jump. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that would actually give me more respect.
0: Absolutely. For I mean, that's kind of the thing. Is like these Olympians are so incredible at what they do. Yes, but I have no context for that. Fair, right? Like I've. I've never seen someone flip their body two times in the year, let alone, like, eight times. Right. And they're like, wow, they did it. And I'm like, okay, for sure, for sure. Is that good for them? <laughs> or is that average for them? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yes, I didn't watch the Olympics. Sure. Um, uh, I've never watched the Olympics. I think that there are ones that sound more interesting to me than others. Fair. Like curling. I think there's been a up uptick in, like, the interest of curling recently. And I think it's just because, like, it's the only sport where, like, dads with beer bellies are, like, playing. Right. And, like, that interests the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm like, I could, it's the first sport I've seen that I was like, I could probably do that. Yeah, I probably know people that do that really well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> uh, is there a sport that you just
0: have absolutely no interest in watching? That's maybe oh part of the Olympics. So interesting. Okay. Figure skating, obviously, because it's dancing, it's, like, super cute. I mm-hmm. think gymnastics are, like, just, like, dancing, like, super interesting and mm-hmm. well choreographed. I think it's really cool. Like, it's almost, um, like, modern or lyrical dance. Yeah. Um, oh, I think maybe the things where the action is really built up, but not, um, like interesting to watch, like the shock put or like, um, the things where the event itself is so short lived. Yeah. Like, cause like, if you think about it, like this person has been building for like 26 years to be an Olympian yeah. who throws a disc once. Yeah, and I'm like, Phew,
1: I will say, there's gonna some, suck. There was oh gosh, and I wish I knew her name. She was doing the shot put for the U.S. I think mm-hmm. in like full makeup, pearls, like glowing, yeah. and just arms like the size of like my couch or something, oh. and just like so,
0: so sexual.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I get what you're saying about it being like. So you're done. You're done at the Olympics. Uh, it took 20 seconds. Yeah. And now you get to go back to the Olympics. It just seems like and... a bummer. Like, I feel bad
0: for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a... Agreed. It's a lot of buildup. And then, heaven
0: forbid, you choke. Oh, my God. Like, the, what is it called? The Yips? Where, like... It's I not like I know about that. I really hope that that's not just from a sitcom. I think that's a real thing. Okay. Just describe And they describe talk about it. it. And I'm not even going to say which sitcom, because it's a piece of shit. Okay. But, um... <laughs> like, the the idea of the Yips of, like. You get one chance to do the thing that you're good at, and like you, you fucking, yes, you, like you yes. can't do it. Yes, um, yeah, I I think about that a lot. I think that there's like fun ones. I mean, like snowboarding, I know a little bit about. I don't think swimming is interesting to watch at all. I maybe it's okay. Kind of sorry, rough. can I change my answer? Yes, swimming. Okay, because snowboarding, they're going fast. X Games. You know, if I can Tony Hawk on snow, I'm interested. Yeah, whatever. X Games is a different
1: podcast, though. So, guys, be sure to subscribe and like our X Games <laughs> podcast. <Our> X Games podcast.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, oh. coming this spring. <sighs> I can't oh. wait to put a lot of time into that. A lot. Uh, my only goal is to get invited to something once, and will it be like a uh, skate park with just like th- a bunch of thirteen year olds? Absolutely, and I'm Sick. I want an invite. I can't wait to judge. It's cool as hell. <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, a lot of these speed sports at least like have an exhilaration to them. Yes, but, like swimming, and I know it's like a big thing, right? We got Michael Phelps, we got Ryan Lochte. Is that his name? Bless his heart. Yeah, don't worry, we'll rail him. So, we'll rail rail him Lochte on, him on this time. podcast. Like, don't you worry, America. Swimmers, right? Like, they, like there's a fame to them. Yes. And I just like, okay, here's my thought, here's my thought, here's my thought. Where are they going with this skill, okay? Who's going to say, who's going to say Michael Phelps? I, I, someone is dying in the middle of the ocean. I need you to get to them now, right? Like, where do they go with this skill? It's not beautiful like, like figure skating or gymnastics are. It's like, it's like a drowning fish, you know? It's like, what is, what am I watching, (laughs) Wow, I've derailed. I swear to God, this is an arts in the Olympics podcast. The and I have like, this is the intro and I'm 16 minutes in on being like, why is this? Why, is this why do I, does sports exist? <laughs> well,
1: now that we've convinced you that you should be listening to this podcast because it's important.
0: Absolutely. Um, Wait, should I tell them who I am? Oh, yeah, you should. Yeah, you definitely. I don't know. Sure. no, don't. I want to be an enigma. A floating head. Forget it. You don't, uh-huh. you don't get the inside scoop.
1: <laughs> Only I know, and I will give little clues.
0: Oh, that add that. up. There will be a cipher in the cereal yes. box that will send. It's like, it's, a, it's we're our own cereal podcast. See what I did there? Cereal box. Cereal, yeah. Wink. K cereal. We're right up there And they can you. solve my murder. <laughs> I'm a ghost. You're podcasting with a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Bernadette's already dead. Oh, God. Um, this bit has gone on too long. My name's Bernadette. <laughs> uh i also live in denver right now but i am from denver um i also elizabeth and i originally connected because i mean we have friends in common mm-hmm. but uh i spent uh some time in chicago even though i'm from denver also mm-hmm. doing improv at second city mm-hmm. and hilariously we just didn't meet each other even nope. though we were there at the exact same time
1: but i've been to the bar that you worked at yeah you did a you show at there, the bar at, I that did i worked a at show that you probably like Absolutely. Um, I mean, we had
0: to have been in the same buildings a hundred times yeah. and never met each other. so weird. Which I think is really cute. It like, is What a me cute, you it know? Very, cute. Yeah. very like, how I met your mother which was the fucking podcast that I said was shit that I wasn't going to reference earlier? <gasps> uh, Twice in one podcast, and I don't even like this show. Wow, I'm batting zero. I'm batting a zero. A sports analogy. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> for zero. you on our sports broadcast.
1: We're
0: um, gonna get a lot of those, and they're gonna be used incorrectly. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mostly do theater. That's how I make my living in my career. Um, mostly Shakespeare, which is I think I think that explains why I don't know enough about sports is it like it's all good no kid that does enough Shakespeare like knows it's, too much about sports it's just eating up
1: it's eating up your time
0: it's eating it, I mean how, come on he wrote a lot of words yeah I gotta study them I gotta learn what they mean what they mean to each other in reference to what is complicated <laughs> I don't have time <laughs> um yeah okay theater Uh, I also I mean I guess because we're doing an arts podcast too I should mention I I do other arts I, I paint I, I poet There's some variety shows in between. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I feel like you mentioned being married to your husband and how hot he was. Well, you mentioned how hot he was, but that was... Oh, my God. It it was in... I I think I put it in my tone. (laughs) (laughs) I I should say I also have a partner um, of uh, quite many years, but I I think that I like to reference them because uh, he's the only reason I got into sports to begin with. Fair. like my mom was so anti NFL and then for some for some godforsaken reason I like fell in love with someone who was like super into sports mm-hmm. super into specifically football. Yeah. And in trying to like woo him, yeah, I started going to f- like like watch football. Yes. And uh, one time I showed up I had borrowed one of his football jerseys and I went to drop something off at my mom's house and I was like going to the Chiefs bar to watch the game. And uh, my mom literally, like, took me aside and was like, who have you become? Oh, gosh. Like, you're wearing a Chiefs jersey. You're
1: like, it's not great. Like, now. not only NFL, yeah. who,
0: who she hates, but, like, also, like, a racistly toned, like...
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> like,
0: uh, football Chiefs, team. you could
1: do better. It's yeah. 2021. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, it took the R words literally till 2020 to rename them. And they're a goddamn slur. So, like, the Chiefs, like, what is it going to take for them?
1: Um, also, just so you know, I believe this is... Oh man, I gotta start checking my sources before I come on this <laughs> Absolutely not. based not. and say facts <laughs> that I haven't been checked. I believe I just read that the uh, Washington R words, who are now just the Washington football team, before they were the R words. Yeah, they were the Eskimos. You gotta be kidding me! So it's me. like just not great ever. So they had a theme. They were like, okay, let's make it local. Let's,
0: <laughs> keep, it, let's keep it racist. <laughs> <sighs> let's. Get- I want my homegrown races. Yeah, yeah. I want to keep Local that. Yeah. yeah, farm to table races. <laughs> Yum. <Yeah. laughs> Anyways, my mom totally had a point, but um, because of my partner, I've recently like gotten used to what it's like to watch sports, which is a yeah. lot of one commercials. And two, it's mostly slow. It's mostly just listening to commentators yes. who say a lot of things like, "They did it, and they did it well, and they got to go hard <laughs> to win the thing." And what they did was do it better than the other ones. Yep,
1: it's about the points at the end of the day, oh, Sal, God. And, and that's what I've said from the beginning of this four and a half hour game. Absolutely, points are going to be what makes the winner different
0: from the loser.
1: Absolutely, Oh, yes.
0: All right. Well, now that they know everything, they need to know about us. And you know,
1: you know it all. You know, know more. more. <laughs> you know more than I was planning to tell you. I'll tell
0: you what. I'll tell you more. I've revealed <laughs> <pimpled> some secrets. <laughs> some things my therapist doesn't know about me. There we go. Shh. Let's, tell you what. That's a different. Again, another podcast. So I know this is uh, obviously, as our audience can tell, this is a longer podcast than we're normally going to be planning Correct. for this limited series. Uh, mm-hmm. Just so you get a little, uh, a little flavor of us.
1: Yeah, we, we want you to know who we are, and honestly, we want to know who you are, too, and we're going to figure out some ways for this Absolutely. to be a little more two-way street, but for now. For now. For now, you just get to enjoy us, and we Consume. just get to
0: enjoy the, thought, the thought of you <laughs> out there. The very thought of you. Yes. Um. So let's, like, hop into some of our, like, what I'm going to think. What I think is going to be some classic bits and segments. Yes. Some fu- some some. Uh, I I'm seeing some merch ahead. <laughs> I sure hope so for this limited series. So uh, on this podcast, we're going to be doing a lot of diving into the years that the um, Olympics housed the arts, mm-hmm. um, and a dual um, exploration of that within both a history segment and a very fun. Uh, us trying to judge the arts now
1: because as we discussed you shouldn't but we're gonna but (laughs) we're gonna is it hard
0: yes are we gonna try anyways absolutely Totally. (laughs)
1: without much training at all
0: Um, absolutely um so elizabeth i hear you got some history for me
1: i do have some history so as the probably resident nerd about this topic being the one that read it and then was like whoa i gotta tell As many people as I can at parties, (laughs) because I hear a pandemic's
0: coming in. Yeah, I don't know who the person Bernadette is, but can I tell you about the arts in the Olympics now? (laughs) Today, please. Um, So I
1: thought a good place to start would actually be um, talking about the Olympic movement's founder. I love that. Um, We have, of course, the ancient Olympics, which were taking place solely in Greece. We'll do, like, a fun trip down memory lane about just those Olympics, maybe some other episode. Um, But the It was
0: because uh, one Athen ran really far, right?
1: Athenian, uh-huh. I think, yeah, Athens. Sure. <laughs>
0: I mean, but he's not here to correct me, so he what's sure the isn't. point? He,
1: he I just barely made it into the annals of history.
0: Oh, uh, if I remember right, wasn't the first uh, thing about the Olympics that he ran really far, and that's what the marathon is based off of? Correct, yes. Um, didn't he also literally die after the Yes, he, he did that? die. Why Which the... I
1: think should be a red flag for having you imagine. me.
0: My stepfather has run, like, I think it's like 175 marathons. God, And I was talking to him about it recently and he was like, I think I'm like, I'm tired. Like it's, it's getting harder. Really? And I was like, you mean you've done one marathon a month for like whoever knows how long. Yeah. Someone could literally do the math on that. I will not. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse. And he was like, and you're tired? The man literally died. He ran 26 point whatever, two miles Mm -hmm. and he died. Yes. Of course. Yes.
1: Delivering a message. And they were like. We should make this a festival. Yeah, why? I
0: don't why know. were they like, party, party bitch? You're dead, let's go. That,
1: that classic dark uh, humor that we, love, <laughs> that we love so much, straight to us from, from Absolutely. the Greeks
0: of yore. The Greeks had some dark humor. They did.
1: They really did. And we'll come at that from the artistic angle in our,
0: again, third now podcast. Third cast, yeah, gonna... uh, this one, X Games and the dark side of Greece. Uh, a deep dive into how they did laundry with goat piss, which is a true fact that I learned when I went to Pompeii, so. Dang. yeah,
1: Okay, honestly, scientifically, holds right up. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was saying, we've got like old, old timey ancient Greek Olympics, which mm. were going on. Those kind of fell apart for reasons we can get into another time. But the modern day Olympics uh, were founded by a gentleman a french gentleman Mm. which gives me it gives me great pleasure to try to say his name and then i'm gonna shorten it and we're just gonna go by that okay um but his uh full name and title is uh pierre de freddy baron de Coubertin. i feel okay about that actually you
0: pronounce that with such confidence i do want
1: to give a shout out to garen mcintyre my sweet friend who speaks french uh who i sent him these words and i said can you please send me how to say this i love that yeah it was really nice so crowdsourcing um but anyway, Pierre, uh, also went by Charles, which was a family name. Um, so this it's gentleman... Is it's easier to pronounce? It's so much easier. His family
0: was like, "We, we, your yeah. name is a
1: little bit too much. Right, and they're like, we're going to call you Chuck. And he yeah, was like... you're Chuck. Char- <laughs> even French is hard for us, the French. Um, so Charles, uh, was a French ed- educator and historian, uh, and the founder of the International Olympic Committee, which is actually still functioning today. Okay. Um and its second president. So he's considered the father of the modern Olympic games. And I want to tell you a little bit about him. Um, So he was born into a French uh, aristocratic family. He's got lineage where his family was like good buddies with like the princes and kings of France. They owned some land. Uh, His father, whose name was also Charles, not just because it's easy, but because it's actually his name. uh, He was a a staunch royalist. I'm
0: so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. That's fine. Uh, So this son had a a genuine different name than his father. His name was Pierre correct yes and then they just started calling him his dad's name here's the thing like oh now you're charles jr probably like 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 they fucked up the naming and then like years later they were like we wish we had named you charles (laughs) so now you're charles i i here's the thing so
1: charles the son Uh uh-huh is uh recorded as having a pretty strained uh relationship with his parents i wonder why i'm not gonna say it's connected (laughs) I'm just. I'm say not gonna say it. it's
0: not. That's what happened. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is that they named him Pierre and then a bunch of French words, which pff, I assume that he was like title. even for being French, it's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> That's my French accent, in case you're wondering. It's like half Kermit, half <laughs> Italian. That's my French accent. Yep. Um, and then he's like 15, and his parents are like, "You're Chuck now," and he's like, "What the? F- I'm like." barely, barely holding on to my existing name. And yes. you're giving me a whole new one? And it's literally my dad. Okay, first off, big expectations to hold up to. Big shoes. Oh, completely. Completely. Ugh. Oh, okay, so I get why he This is why ditched it, them. things were a little fraught. Okay. Um, but his dad was an
1: artist uh, and was, like, winning awards at the, like, Parisian salon and stuff. So, I mean, Ooh. again, there were probably some pretty big expectations to live up to. I didn't find that on Wikipedia, <laughs> but... Can, I feel like we can infer that pretty safely uh, into the fact-based history part of this podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. Inferring is important in history. <laughs> it is super important. That's how we know a lot of things.
1: Um, so, uh, Charles, the son, the founder, um, became a big academic boy studied uh, a broad range of topics but most notably was focused on education and history so he graduated with a degree in law and public affairs from the paris institute of political studies and during that time in college is when he came up with the idea for the olympic games what so my question for you is what is the best idea you've ever come up with <laughs> in college
0: oh my god so he's in college yeah. and he just like is like what if a bunch of people competed did this Sports?
1: right which i mean he was pulling from the fact that the olympics had gone on in
0: ancient history, right? But and they were not them back. Right Correct. Correct. So that's kind of like a really good thought. Here's yeah. here's my thought. How do you get the clout to pull that off? I mean,
1: I think you're like a French
0: dude with a little bit of a title. Because I have had, a, I'm, I'll, I'll answer your question. A lot of good ideas <laughs> that have gone. You, you want to know where? Nowhere. Yeah. Because I don't have a title. <laughs> I don't have money. No, no. This oh, guy, a French daddy named Charles. <laughs> named my name. Named me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't, uh oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. He was like, how funny would that be if we brought them back, this ancient game, and then they just like came, Ugh, I'm so jealous. Okay. The best idea that I ever had in college. <sighs> mm, an underwear party. Okay. Hear me out. That can't be the first time. No. I'm sure a lot that. of people have come up with this. Sure. This is why I think it's genius. You, like, I don't want to have sex with all my friends. No. And I know what you're thinking. This is an Olympics podcast. And I'm going to tell you how I don't want to have sex with all my friends. <laughs> but you know what my, like, nosy bitch self wants to do? Know exactly what they look like naked.
1: <laughs> so here's a way we can get
0: pretty So close. I'm going to have underwear parties where, like, I'm going to see what you look like. And then I'm going to be like, mm, all right, well. <laughs> not like I'm judging. Like Not like it's shitty. Oh, my God, that sounded so terrible. Like, as in, like... I got to understand you deeply without doing any of the work of actually like taking you out on a date and then like offering you my sexual prowess in in, in the bedroom in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. So uh, 10 out of 10 on that idea. Um, I had a very good immersive show that I did. But that's not fun to listen to. I just well, did good good, I did a good art, I think. yeah, yeah. Um, once again with no money. And, uh, I think money makes a difference. I did yes. a show where, um, I had to, I borrowed, uh, my mom's collection of my great-great-grandmother's dresses. Oh, wow. Um, to cap, to clothe everybody for the show. A very gorgeous, very perfect, because, you know, that's the th- whole thing about theater is you're constantly just trying to figure out, like, how much can I do with how little money, or, like, how yes. much can I borrow, One hundred percent. yes, yes. And, uh, in the show, someone dies, and I had handcrafted all these blood packets. Okay. And, uh... The night of the show, like, we'd practice it maybe, like, eight times. Like okay. It like, went well every time. Right. And then the night of the show, um, she bites the blood packet just so, and it splatters all over <gasps> the other woman's, which was my great-great-grandmother's wedding dress. Oh, no, no. And we'd practice it so much, and it was, like, just covered. And I was, like, mm-hmm. like this is why people have money, to, like, recreate dresses yes. or, like, get a cleaner right, or whatever. Right, exactly. I mean, luckily I have a cool mom who was like, you know what? Shit's meant to be used, but, like, it was... Oh, I i literally, I was, like, in the show, like, acting, and I gasped. I was like, oh, 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 Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> My bad, everybody!
1: So, um... <clears throat> so, he's in school. Charles is. And he really romanticized ancient Greece. Like, clearly this was just, like, where he nerded out, just as we have our own things we nerd out about. And as he's developing his own theory of physical education, as we've all done, I know I have.
0: be <laughs> for me. Oh, have you?
1: So he gleaned uh, inspiration from examples set by um, ancient Athens and their ideas of the gymnasium. He liked the idea that like, Not only were you showing up to the gymnasium to like physically train yourself, but there was also an exchange of ideas Mm. and um, people bettering each other, not just physically, but also intellectually, yes, mentally. Um, So he identified what he considered the triple unity. The triple unity being between uh, different ages of people, different disciplines, and then different types of people. So the old and the young, different disciplines being different sports, and events, and then, and then different types of people. Okay. Um, the different types, of course, being the different classes of people, which mm-hmm. he was very into the idea of different uh, classes being allowed to compete in these games. He was not a fan, though, of the intermingling
0: of classes. Um, so that's a, that is a, that oh, is a no. negative for, for Charles. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, it, was it just a socioeconomic thing, or was it also pretty racist? I feel like it was mostly, like, the tiers of society. Like, we are,
1: you know, the royalty and the well-to-do, and you are the super-fast enslaved person. Like, we're not, we appreciate your skill, but we're not really trying to, like, I don't know, create, like, a perfect little world here by getting to know you outside of your skill. That's what I took away from what I researched. Oh, so,
0: okay. so yeah, not, like, not... Really- I mean, I didn't research this, and once again, like, like we were saying, like, I'm bringing in literally no uh research into this hot, hot take <laughs> I'm about to give. But like considering his age, his race and his uh context, I have a feeling like it can't not be kind of racist, right? I like, mean <laughs> I think what what twenty
1: twenty taught a lot of us is race is involved in almost everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah He's like he's like, hey, let's compete, but like not you. Right, it's like well, let's not be friends about it, but you can run next to me in this track event. And then I'm not really trying to like get a beer afterward
0: with you, you know? Or okay. sorry, a wine, right. a wineskin, whatever. <laughs> a um, wine, yeah. Wait, sorry. What was the what was the date of this?
1: Oh well, he, this was his uh, his research into ancient Greece. So he is in like the 1860s. I've got a
0: I've got a really hot take for you. Okay. I think in the 1860s, they actually had glasses, not just wineskins. But in, in Athens, only skins. <laughs> only skin, baby. Only skins.
1: I, that, I don't know for sure. <laughs> so I'm going to say it out loud. Um, so another facet of his interest in um, in the Olympics in general was because he also saw it as a great way uh, to, like, advance physical education. He was a big education nerd. And, and this was kind of serving a bunch of purposes for him. He also, uh, France was just coming out of the Franco-Prussian War where they had had their asses handed to them
0: mm-hmm. and were
1: feeling real bad about it. So okay. uh, he also saw it as a great way to like, basically train young men um, for physical activity that would make them better soldiers, should there ever be another major conflict that required war. So what? there's a, yeah, there's some there's good and some bad.
0: war prep in this? Yeah, are, are we surprised? No. No, no, but I'm, I, I, I'm a little like my, sorry. My thought about the Olympics is like actually very antithetical to war or conflict. Yes. My idea about the Olympics is like, look at all these different countries and languages and races and like backgrounds yeah. coming together for the f- like pure, like enjoyment and joy and celebration of like what brings us together, yes. which is like, physical bodies exercise Mm -hmm. sports Mm -hmm. um i mean arts in this very specific case right right? like things that don't need language or like can be um communal yes and so i'm really fascinated by like in my head it transcends borders oh Um, for sure and i think it has been i mean we can definitely delve into this another episode as
1: well but it has been used as like a way to help facilitate and keep peace that's really during times of like international conflict so, that is something that is a byproduct of it, but maybe not at the heart of Sweet Charles's desire sure. to bring the Olympics. Sweet about. Charles, oh, Charles. <laughs> doing the most. Sorry, Pierre. With the, parentheses. With, Charles with the longest name. Um, so while Charles was definitely on like the forefront of like thinking about um, an international style of Olympic games, there yeah. were other people that were doing like local stuff that he was actually pretty chummy with. One of them being William Penny Brooks. He was, of course, British because how could you be anything else with that name? William
0: Penny Brooks? Yeah, yeah. Obsessed. Yeah,
1: and he uh, was a trained physician and they were buddies. Um, and he really influenced Charles's thinking about the games. Okay. Um, his whole angle was like, well, physical exercise prevents illness, so that's good. And we're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but he had created um, a National Olympic Association to encourage cities in Britain to have their own games. So that mm. was going on like... Low scale. He did also organize a national Olympic games at the Crystal Palace in Britain in 1866, which were um, the first games to ever be held outside of Greece. Oh. So did definitely do like some heavy lifting on just like the British front, cool. but again, never was able to push it all the way to a national uh, or okay. international games rather. Yeah. Um. And then there was Evangelos and Konstantinos Zappos, two sweet Greek boys, Another philanthropist cousins. Means. They were cousins, oh they God. were philanthropists. Zappos? Zappos. The oh. shoes. Yeah, obviously. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but they used their wealth to also fund Olympic Games in Greece. They put money into like uh, revamping old stadiums that had fallen out of use to give them back to the people to use for these games. Um. So, sweet boys. Um, and they put pressure on Greece to consider international games Interesting. as well, with their, with their wealth and their clout. Um, but Charles, uh, was the only person to actually push these ideas to like, well, it needs to be international. We need to get all countries involved. Everyone should be invited, even if we're not on like a great page with each other um, at the time, Uh, which again, I think plays into the idea of like peacekeeping, even if he wasn't necessarily realizing it. (laughs) Bless his heart. Um, Okay. So Charles spent the following five years um, after he graduated working to organize international meetings of athletes and sports enthusiasts try to make this happen. He formed the Union of French Athletic Sports Societies. Mm. The USFSA is what I will be calling it. Sorry, say I'm, that again? I'm hoping I'm not going to have to say it again. Yes. Nice. Union of French Athletic Sports Societies. Okay. I'm sweating just saying it. <laughs> um, so they had uh, one of their first meetings in November of 1862. Charles finally got up the nerve to be like, "You guys, we gotta have the Olympics, but it has to be national uh, international." I'm gonna get that right. It's gonna gotta be international, um, and everybody was like very into the idea, mm. but almost no backing came out of it. Mostly because most groups were very focused on their sport, the community around that sport, and there wasn't a lot of like intersports talk or community formed outside so of it. That's also gotta
0: be hard of being like. I don't... I'm, like, not in all these different sports, like, right. communities. 100%. And all of a sudden, I want literally the world to put up all of their sports and all of their athletes Correct. for, like, a communion. Yeah. Oh, it feels massive. I can't wild. imagine organizing
1: yeah. something like this. But this was this whole dude's, like...
0: Like, even if college you were, like, <laughs> I want to get every single person who plays fucking, I don't know, uh, luge. I want to get every luge together. Like, how do you create those contexts? Loser. Loser. I'm a loser, baby. and <laughs> into a me. That's my rendition. I
1: love it. I love it. So it this was, is also
0: a Weird owl podcast. Was right in case anyone's wondering, yeah, I'm going to be doing a lot of parodies.
1: Heavily influenced. <laughs> Heavily influenced. Um, so anyway, he went to the U.S. in 1893 and then the U.K. in 1894 just trying to drum up any interest in this at all. And people are like, it's an amazing idea. So much work. Like,
0: Mm.
1: thanks for coming to visit Mm. see you later um so they had another big meeting of the u.s fsa congress in june of 1894 in paris they divided all the participants up who had come to this congress into two groups one was going to focus on like amateur competitions Mm. we'll just like try to do some fun local stuff with people that aren't paid to do this okay then there's a second uh, committee formed all about okay let's bring the olympics back let's do it international so uh, one of their Greek members, Demetrius Vikalos, sorry, D, I don't know if I said that right, uh, so he was chosen to lead the Olympics Commission. Their whole idea was to have the Olympics every four years, which is what currently happens, uh, and that the program for the games should be more modern games as opposed to um, ancient mm, stuff that they okay. had done in the original games, just to try to keep people interested and get buy-in from sports organizations that existed at the time. Uh, so they decided, we're just going to really go balls to the walls. And they planned out uh, the dates for the first modern Olympics. Okay. And they're like, we're just going to make this happen. Oh, yeah. So 1896, the first Summer Olympic uh, Modern Games were due to be held in Athens, Greece. They wanted to kind of pay homage to the past, try to, again, drum up like local support, because the Greeks were still really into it. Um, and then they also planned out the second Summer Olympics, which were to be held in Paris since this is mm. paris had done a lot of the work okay. most, of the, most of the work was being done there
0: um the congress so right off the okay. bat they had a pairing of summer and winter olympics is that what they you're they were just me? focused on summer just summer point. okay yes
1: yes so the olympic games would come later on okay but originally they were just focused on summer okay um so that was the birth of the olympics wow right there awesome if you blinked you might have missed it i i did
0: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help that I wasn't born yet, but it was mostly so the blinking. Yeah, yeah I absolutely blinked
1: so much. Um, so big deal. They finally had gotten buy-in also from Greece itself because they had had kind of some weird like. These are kind of like our ancient games. This is kind of our history. Mm. Never was international before. Kind of weird. All of a sudden, yeah, Do exactly. you deserve it? Because right. you didn't have a guy that ran 26.2 miles and, and died. died. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but they got buy-in from Greece, and that was in big part uh, to Demetrius uh, Vikolas who was heading up that committee at the time. Mm. So he actually ended up becoming the first president of uh, the IOC, which is the Olympics. International Olympic Committee, um, which is still around right now and mm-hmm. runs the Olympics today. Um, so Charles, our boy, still there, still like, oh my gosh, yeah, boy. thank God, <laughs> my, my college dream has finally <laughs> become a reality. Yeah.
0: Literally. Wait, I'm so sorry. Little, a little time out. Yeah. Um, because I spat absolute shit for like mm, five minutes. Yeah. You have to tell me the, an idea you had in college that like, what if it became like uh, real? Oh.
1: Like an idea I brought to fruition, or just an idea? I no, had. just like
0: an idea, like any idea. Oh gosh, I know. I mean, you put it's me h- on the spot. I know that it's is hard. hard. I know. And I because if it well, like,
1: if I just move fast enough, there's no way they're gonna think, oh, I should like ask that. Back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so my thought is like, we all have. I mean, like Charles, these ideas that are like out of our league, right? Yes. Like, I have an idea of how to clean up the oceans. I have an idea mm-hmm. of how like everyone in the world can have sustainable farms, right? Like, we have these ideas, but we just yes. have, don't, like, have the capital, the clout, the wherewithal, or just, like, the community uh, support to, like, yes. make these things come true. Fair, fair, Which is, like, the whole push. I mean, don't get me on my pedestal of, like, mutual aid. Like, that's the whole fucking <laughs> sure, point. Sure. And why we should be on it today. Why you should support mutual aid groups. But, like, because, like, yeah, college people sometimes have good ideas.
1: But mm-hmm. I think what's
0: also funny is, like, you know, Half your ideas, if you're me, are about making people be naked and drunk in front of you. <laughs> yeah. I sound like a literal, like serial killer. creep We're gonna edit it right out. Don't oh, to thank worry. God.
1: We're, you're gonna. Your reputation is saved.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth. I
1: really trust you, as you're the one who edits this podcast. There's no way this is gonna come back thank to you by either so of us. Much. Uh, <laughs> the idea I had in college that did come to fruition was um, uh, an improv team that I uh, helped awesome. facilitate. Okay. There had been one. It had kind of like died down, fallen apart, which just like not a big deal on campus and was able to use like friends and other people in the Mm. theater department to make it a ton of fun. So that felt like a big win for like an idea. My idea for the campus that did not come to fruition that bummed me out was we had these swipes for meals, of course, in like the campus cafeteria. And at the end of the year, if you didn't use them, they just disappeared. I was like, well, that's first of all, a huge waste of just my actual money Yeah, that I'm still paying to that university <sighs> today. It's fine. Uh-huh. It's not fine. Um, but uh, my idea was, okay, at the end of the year, we should just bring in like the homeless community, have people just donate swipes and feed everybody. I love that. Felt very on brand, on mission for that university. No interest, really. Um, of course not, security... because they make so
0: much money off of you. Oh yeah, totally. And they're like, "What do you mean that I actually have to spend that money on feeding people?" Like I was banking right. on you. Not and I was kind of like, swipes. "But
1: these, this is my money. I know you already have it. Yeah, but I want to spend mistake. it." Like, well, yeah, yeah. agreed. So, so that that's was, a really great idea. I thought it was a great idea at the time. It's
0: no Olympics, but it was my own Olympics. I really like that. My shot put moment. Do I feel a, a certain way that I said I came up with underwear parties and I bribed bartenders to serve underage people and you're like, I figured out a way to serve the homeless. Like, do I feel a certain I way that? i not bad? trying like, to flex maybe. on you, but it did happen. It happened. I'm uh, good, good for you. Good for I mean, you. Nothing, at least you made your dreams come true. Mine was like, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that. at least I got underage people drunk. And at least I saw people naked. <laughs> and, and you know what? I bet I bet you're able to just fall right to sleep at night. That's probably right so to nice. sleep. Besides the insomnia, absolutely. Not like a light. <laughs> okay,
1: so they have they have the first Olympic games. Charles helps out by helping plan some events. Um, He got really bummed out that polo, football, and boxing were not included in the 1896 Summer (laughs) Olympics. I think we can all get behind that one. Yep. Um, To be fair, they had signed up for uh, football teams to come play. Okay. None of them showed up. (laughs) Really? So I honestly... So this
0: is (laughs) classical soccer,
1: right? Are you talking about football football? I believe it would have been um, more like soccer. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. but you know, it didn't, none of the team showed up. They were so, like, why the fuck would I do that? I play enough already. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think it's also like, this is a brand new event. This may totally flop. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of fear around, are people actually going to show up athletes? Are people actually going to show up spectators? Right. Are people going to show up all of our backers and the money they said they'd give yeah. us for this event? So there was like a lot of trepidation. But the event did go off. Um, and it was great. People got really into it.
0: Do you and, know how many countries came around? Roughly? I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, I did not fine. include that in my research. Something for another time.
1: <laughs> Maybe I we... also
0: like on this one, you're like, I'm not going to guess. Yeah, no, I definitely not Anywhere from 15 to 50. Yeah. And beyond, and also less. <laughs> so any numbers, uh, except for for grabs. Is possible. Yeah.
1: Um, so after those games conclude, uh, Charles takes over the IOC presidency, International, or, uh, yeah, International Olympic Committee presidency. Um so that he can help plan uh, the second set of games four years later in Paris, which was supposed to be a really big deal. Okay. They have the, uh, the 1900 Parisian games and the 1904 St. Louis games. The problem was double booking both of those years they also had the world's fair in the exact same city no! the olympics are totally are you
0: kidding almost
1: me? ignored
0: yeah because the world's fair
1: was such an insane spectacle Well, and had
0: like hype and a following yes, and it like was like did.
1: a huge thing 100 so people are like if we have to pick which event to attend it will be the world's fair which is a bummer i feel like there should have been some cute little partnership between both and i think it would have made sense but I wasn't there. It's another um, grand
0: idea. You should just
1: take that back. I should, I should. i like,
0: <laughs> have we thought about it working <laughs> together? <laughs>
1: so um, the the Summer Olympics come back to Athens in 1906. Um, and, and they actually pick up steam for the first time. Uh, Charles was able to uh, help them create the modern pentathlon, mm-hmm. which is pretty bonkers. And, um, I, and,
0: I mean, obviously this isn't me fucking obviously, Elizabeth. Okay. But if one of our audience members didn't happen to know what a pentathlon is, you would tell them that it is (laughs) what kind of (laughs) fawn.
1: Ooh, a good one. Okay, so there's a couple different types of activities. Fencing, freestyle swimming, equestrian show jumping- and the final combined event of pistol shooting and cross country running. I'm you so know, the fucking you sorry. Simultaneously so all the, the time?
0: triathlon is like running, swimming, biking. Yes. Which makes sense because you're like going one direction, three different. Yes. A, a modern pentathlon. Is you fight someone with a sword? Yep. And then you jump into an ocean and you swim, swim however
1: you're able. It's freestyle. Choose and your then poison. you
0: get you hop out so, sopping wet, and then you get on a horse to jump it. 15 to times. jump it, which I'm gonna be honest, sounds like a lot of chafing. Um, yes. And then you hop off the horse, or maybe you're still on the horse, and you shoot something. You shoot while you're running. Are you Oh no my god <laughs> you're running and
1: you shoot? You remember something? all of those firearms classes you didn't take where they're like don't run and shoot? Oh if my you can. fucking god, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> So a, you, a pentathlon exists? Which here's the thing. What's so funny is Charles has this beautiful idea. Olympic Games will bring the world together. Then he has this other idea where he's like,
0: we'll bring the world together. We'll give him guns and swords. And then yeah! we'll make him run and, I and also jump on would horses. Not, if I was a soccer player at that time, I also would have been like, I don't know if I want to join your thing. Because he's like, come play soccer. Also, I've got this one game. If you want to play as a cardio, <laughs> you know, like as a runner. Okay. What if you, ha ha ha, so funny. <laughs> stabbed me, jumped in the water, got on a horse, got off the horse, ran, shot me again. Wouldn't that be so hot, so funny, so cute?
1: They're like, you know what, dude? It's that title for me. (laughs) Hell yeah. 100%. I, and can
0: I, can I, can I be completely honest with you? Yeah. I'm really upset this doesn't still exist. I really want to do this very specific thing. I think it does. You mean I can stab, shoot, swim, horse ride people? Hold on. (laughs) <laughs> we, might, we might have to circle back to make sure it actually
1: still exists but it, it was going on at least through 2009
0: recent yeah that's i mean all right, I was like, all right that was actually right. that was just some days i ago. Mean, i might stop doing this podcast and start training what's up <laughs> please don't okay <laughs> all right all right i'll put it on hold my dreams apparently,
1: apparently uh, please do you get a college dream and then you gotta just
0: lock it in yeah, yeah absolutely i get one get. college dream
1: yeah. um So I misspoke. They had the pentathlon for the first time in the 1912 Stockholm Games. Okay. After that, Charles was like, I've done an amazing job. I'm going to retire as the president Uh, after the 1924 Olympics, which were back in Paris. There was a lot of just kind of just jumping back and forth between the same towns for a little bit there, because they had the the setup and they were bought in. Um, So anyway, he retired. He's like, my dream is a reality. I'm fulfilled. I can can (laughs) die happy. Oh my god! Uh, But he did come out of retirement to lend his prestige (laughs) to getting the uh, 1936 games to happen in Berlin. In exchange, Germany nominated him for the Nobel Peace Prize. What? Unfortunately, Uh he, he was he was out one out one. He. He didn't win. Okay. Somebody else did. So you out-won. <laughs> <laughs> Not only have I won, I out-won you. <laughs> you dog. Uh, so the winner, unfortunately, was the anti-Nazi pacifist and journalist, Carl von Assiet. Did you just say it was unfortunate that they won? Well, I think it was unfortunate for Charles, but it was really good for the world. Okay. <laughs> so I was Char- about that to that say, Charles Elizabeth. No, <laughs> no, no. We really needed Carl, uh, the pacifist, anti-Nazi guy, to win the Peace Prize. Okay. Um, like thanks so much, Charles, you got a sports event to happen where we wanted it to. But, like, is that Nobel Peace Prize worthy? No. no. Literally, <laughs> literally World War Two was happening. It's, like, just nice to be nominated, I guess. But also, yeah, <laughs> Carl was out there uh, as the journalist pacifist doing the most. Yeah. So I don't feel bad for him. Um, one last fact. Yeah, please. And then I'll tell you when he died.
0: Oh, oh so then you'll thank know it, God. Then you'll know it's okay. I was hoping he was dead. <laughs>
1: Still alive to this day they can't <laughs> Put find him to him. rest. Um so Charles ended up winning an arts medal at oh. the Olympics. Which seems Spacious? Kind of suspicious. Anyway, at least like super double dipping at the least. Absolutely. He won a Sketchy gold medal for literature at the 1912 Summer Olympics for his poem Ode to Sport. <laughs> Bless his heart. He did enter this poem under the pseudonym George's Horad. And uh, and botch, which were names of villages close to his wife Marie's place of birth. Oh, okay, but I still feel like if you organize the, the contest, yeah, and then you win the contest,
0: yeah, suspicious, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Wait, um, did he have any input to the origin of arts being put in, or was he compete like, was he already out of the picture by the time that they got brought in?
1: Oh, I mean, they were like. Yeah, consecutive. Like they were oh. they were running starting in 1912. So I believe this was the very first iteration yes, okay. of the arts in the Olympics. Okay. And I'll double check that, but I think no, that's
0: no, no, ready. no. That was um, my
1: curious. Yes. I mean, like, okay. Explain it to me like I'm a five year old. You know what I'm saying? No, I think that that was the first
0: time they'd had the arts in the Olympics, okay. and then to be like, oh, and I won is and. Is know. he on record at all for like any say and like um, why the arts got added? Or like what the interest in that was. I didn't see any of that.
1: Okay. I feel like the the arts entry and exit from the Olympics will have to do as like a totally separate thing. Specific, it's like yeah. a monster. Absolutely, of, of just dates and facts.
0: Abs Oh, and I I mean like sadly because we're literally doing an arts in the in the <laughs> Olympics podcast, yeah. like literally are bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as I for with my own research today have like recognizes that like the um things that have been left over, like what am I trying to say? The um documentation mm-hmm. is so poor. Yeah. They really I'll get into that later when I do my segment, but it is they they did not give a shit about telling us why the arts got in what what happened while they were there yep. and what got out so like what i love is like the reason i think it's so untold this story is because they did not care about documenting it at all yeah so yeah. like that's why everyone's like wait arts are the olympics and it's like you have to happen upon it like right hundred oh, percent. guess what yeah. Uh, they were there for a second, and they're like, "Oh, cool! Can you show me any proof?" And they're like, "I've got one poem that 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 survived, <laughs> and it's from the then president who won the gold medal for literature." Yeah,
1: you're like, Ugh, yeah, we have. Uh, it's just yeah. It, it feels super super bizarre to me, but I was Absolutely. like, "Absolutely, that's wild." And he's Absolutely. like, "It's cool because I use pseudonyms, and it's an ode to my wife." And you're like, "I guess that's fine."
0: Cute. I don't know.
1: I don't think it's enough. Um. Anyway. Poor sweet Charles died of a heart attack in Geneva, Switzerland, on September second, nineteen thirty-seven. Mm. Uh, in his honor, they do now give out um, a medal that's known as the True Spirit of Sportsmanship Medal to huh. someone at the Olympics who demonstrates the spirit of sportsmanship during the games. To this day, to this day, it that's is awesome. uh, known as the True Spirit of Sportsmanship Medal or the Pierre de Coubertin Medal wow, to honor French him. which is
0: on just point almost today. not existent. Can I be honest? I couldn't tell you if
1: you were pronouncing it poorly. I don't... I'm not worried because I think someone else will. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to
0: pronounce a Finnish name later.
1: And I'm going to be excited about it. And it's going to be wrong. Okay, cool. (laughs) I mean, it's just nice to just have that bar real nice and low for episode one.
0: Amen. I keep all my
1: boards low in life. I like to constantly
0: surprise. (laughs) Anyway, that is the story of the Olympics
1: founder of the Modern Games. Charles. Charles Pierre
0: de Coubertin. Thank you so much for telling me so much more than I ever thought I was going to know about the beginning of the Olympics. I learned a lot as well. Okay. (laughs) Bear with us. We have a segment that I am going to be titling for this first episode, Olympics Whoopsies.
1: There should definitely be a song here, (laughs) but there probably won't be.
0: But in your mind, oh, you better sing it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Dun, dun, dun. It's an Olympic whoopsies. Did they mean to? No. Did they do? Yes. It's an <laughs> Olympic whoopsies. That's so good. <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> Did
0: they mean to? No. Did they? Yes. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Wow, that was way better than I was expecting. Not that I thought it would be bad, I just didn't know it was going to be gold. <laughs>
0: Honestly, let's go back. Our podcast is called "An Olympic Whoopsies." <laughs> Welcome to the pod. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. The podcast within a podcast. Olympic Whoopsies. This is meta. Um, today. Today's uh, segment: Bob Costas' pink eye.
1: We're going to be utilizing this segment basically just to make fun of people uh, in and around the Olympics. Is is how I see this segment going in the Absolutely. And this, gosh, Bob couldn't have handed us a better little nugget. Then getting pink eye. Absolutely. Well, co-host, not co-hosting, anchoring, anchoring the Olympics. That was the
0: big thing, is anchoring. <sighs> so I think the Olympic whoopsies. Like, I what I love is that this podcast is about arts and the Olympics, such a specific forty-year like historic moment. But then as we were getting into the Olympics and the history of the Olympics, like obviously from Bob Haas's pink eye to Tanya Harding's like you know pole to the kneecap, we've got. We've There's got a range. Lot <laughs> yeah, this will
1: this will be a fun. So one. we can't just ignore. No,
0: we got to no, talk about no. all things juicy, including the pus and Bob Costas' pink eye. God.
1: <laughs> so I did look up because I was curious. Bob Costas has been a part of the Olympics for a long yes. time. He started in 1988. Yeah, and his, his last uh, uh, 2016. Base, yeah, hosting was 2016. Yeah. So I mean. I know the Olympics only happen every fourteen years. Fourteen years. Oh Four my years. god! Wow, you get to play once, and then you probably. die.
0: Hopefully, you time it out well with your fucking puberty, with your, with your actual birth. Yeah,
1: that's just so many Olympics to have hosted, mm-hmm. and I, I, I remember watching those Olympics and him having horrible pink eye. Yes, hosting, and and they still push through so
0: many Much. tapings. Absolutely. They put makeup
1: on him. They put glasses on him. It only made it more pronounced that they were trying to hide it and just push through it. And it got bad.
0: So for those who don't know, um, Bob Costas is an anchor for NBC. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm spelling this out because I actually, obviously, because I didn't watch the Olympics, didn't know who Bob Costas was. (laughs) Did I spend a lot of today learning a lot about Bob Costas? Absolutely. Which is when I meant to talk to you. Uh, Maybe we should have started a podcast about anything I could have spent actual hours investing in and, like, getting, like, like, like some real knowledge out of. Because, like, I'm wondering, like, should our podcast have been about, like, how to build a rocket? Or, like... (laughs) Something How like, to become super rich, super fast? Yeah, we could have it like actually benefited from. It in the yeah, because yeah. I spent like three hours reading about Bob Costas' pink eye today, and God. I was like, "Well, this is where I am at." So juicy. <laughs> so Bob Costas, uh, for NBC anchors their uh, televised, um, uh, like news and interviews yep. of the winners, um, for the Olympics every year. It's a big, obviously, to do. Mm-hmm. He's on screen, fucking however long the just
1: like hours every day yeah
0: like 12 hours every day it's wild um uh, for a super long time and then uh the Sochi games in Russia in 2014 mm-hmm. uh I read this oral history from Bob Costas himself uh <laughs> doing an interview with Vulture in 2018 Okay, and they were like they were like give us the deets so he showed up uh, two days before they started the Olympics started, right, in the like press room in Sochi, and he had a weird like thing going on with his eye, and they were like, maybe it's jet lag, jet lag to the eye. Yeah, Oh, you know, I jet lag. <laughs> when your eyes still in a different time zone. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> One eye be sleepy, other eye be be do <laughs> That's so stupid. So they're like, it's fine. He's like, it's fine. And uh, then he, (laughs) then it gets worse, obviously. Obviously. And they think it's not a viral infection. They think it's like a localized infection. So they give him antibiotics and he starts doing, like the Olympics start, he starts doing his anchoring. Right. Um, And this is where I want to ask a question. Okay. When his eye like freaked out, the world like blew up about it yeah like obviously like the internet and memes exist so like you know because everybody was watching the whole world was watching can i ask like do people love bob costas like is he like a household name do people really like him because like the interview i was like reading like he was talking about himself like he was like god's gift to earth (laughs) and so like i'm super curious because i just i've literally never seen a clip of this man talking just reading him talk about himself i was annoyed So I'm, like, super curious. Like, (laughs) is he beloved? Is he just, like, is, like, people are like, ah Bob Costas. He can talk about figure skating like no one else can talk about figure skating. No, I think it's kind of just,
1: um, I mean, I feel like the Olympics are so, like, based in, obviously, long-held traditions. Amen, And you've seen Bob Costas now for, like decades doing this gig and you're just like, oh, it is the Olympics because there's Bob talking to me about them, you know? So I think it was more just like, oh, familiarity. Like, mm. I like that guy because I associate him with watching the Olympics. And I, if I'm tuning in, it's probably because I like the Olympics. Yeah. So, okay. So I don't know. I don't know
0: anybody that's got like merch. causes <laughs> merch. put <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will. Uh, and you know what it is? One giant pink eye. Uh, uh, yep. It's terrible. Absolutely. I didn't think I had an eye thing before today. Like, I don't. Um, I don't mind touching my eye. I don't mind right. other people touching their eye. And I saw enough pictures of inflamed eyes oh, I wanted to vomit. It's
1: not a good, like, corner of the internet to go down. It's like no. pink eye photos. No. Such a bummer. This I also saw some today, and I
0: almost instantly had to just, like, I think that's going to cover this. I <laughs> just to let them do it. I, uh... So this is the part where I um, ask everyone to go online, go on your phone. You're listening right now. Google a picture of Bob Casa's pink eye. (laughs) Just, like, find out. I I I will say it's, like, it's not gruesome. Like, obviously it was on national television. It's, like, not horrific. What it is is, like, rough. (laughs) It's a bummer. (laughs) At, At minimum. And I like so it made national news. Like everyone, like everyone talked about. New York yeah. Times, Washington Post, like thirty publications, like every other television like yeah. anchor like talked about Bob Costas pink <laughs> guy because it's got
1: to be every news anchor's nightmare.
0: Absolutely, because
1: like like, I mean I'm sure just like actors, if you get some head cold or whatever. Great, we're gonna drug you, and you're gonna be on Z Packs, and you're just gonna push through, and like you're gonna know inside that you feel terrible, but we will have you know good lens and lighting, and you've got the makeup and the hair, and you're gonna be fine. Yes. I just think if all of a sudden a part of your body is freaking out and like probably trying to internally explode from infection, (laughs) and you can't do anything about it, and like clearly they weren't able to do anything Mm -hmm. about it, -hmm. that feels like Bob Costas's personal hell
0: absolutely but now
1: nationally internationally
0: <laughs> international hell yeah <laughs> everyone's hell that had to look at its face <laughs> I uh um I was I was reading this interview and uh the producer I think her name was like Betsy Ross or something uh the woman that made the American flag I'm so sorry <laughs> obviously not her <laughs> <The> Betsy
1: Ross <laughs> wait is, yeah. I don't think Betsy Ross made the American flag isn't that Betsy Washington Please What's don't it? ask me oh, unrelated gosh.
0: Olympics questions yeah, right it's now. It's not even
1: the Olympics. It's just America. <sighs> <laughs> no, nope,
0: Betsy Ross did make the American flag. Okay. okay. I'm like glad you. you nailed that one. Um, what I was trying to talk about was an NBC exec uh, whose name was, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. His name was Jim Bell. Fuck. Did I fuck? Jim Bell, Betsy Ross couldn't have been more different names. And what did I give you? you are both right in the history of America, baby. <laughs> give
1: me and my that's heritage. why you come to
0: us for historic facts. It's because I will fuck up the names. Every time. Right. <laughs> um, uh, Jim Bell was a producer on NBC, and he literally said, the decision to take Bob Costas off air was dot, 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 not difficult. <laughs> Because his pink eye spread to the other eye. So he That was, both that eyes. was the, the, the soap opera of it is that yeah. you're like,
1: that is a bummer, that poor right that... eye. And then it's just like creeping over. <laughs> and like, he is losing. He's losing this I'm battle losing on television. And we're all watching it
0: with his insanely white teeth <gasps> and his oh super pink, like blood colored so eyes. Oh, God. Really? And so, um, this is the reason I wasn't a fan of Bob Costas, having never heard him do anything <laughs> ever. With him at all. Yeah. Um, is like, in this interview about his pink eye, granted, four years later, and also, what a weird <laughs> interview. So, I'm, like, giving him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. But he was very much like, um, I'm a cosmet professional, okay? Uh. And I would not have taken myself off the air. The only thing is I couldn't read. <laughs> <laughs> And then and then the producer's were like, "Well, you had to read copy and like look at the lights." And he was like, "The lights made me want to puke." Oh <laughs> and I was like, "Bob, like that's where you take the L, so right?" So funny that he said that. <laughs> and oh then no. he like went way too far. And then so here's some happy accidents. Can uh, I tell you some happy ac- accidents yeah, about you sure can. Bob Costas getting pink eye in the 2014 I just Sochi can't Russia. And he's Olympics. like, "I'm a consummate professional,
1: but I couldn't literally do the tennis of my job." So I well, wouldn't he, have taken myself down.
0: Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. So the happy um, accident is that um, he went, He they came up with two anchors to um, fill his spot. Okay. And the big thing about, like, it's not just, um, what do you call it, like, correspondence. Like, they're, like, actual anchors who are, like, interviewing people, like, they're talking the whole day. Right. And uh, Meredith Vieira. Yes. Was the first ever... Female anchor for the Olympics and wow. because she was In a correspondent. In 2016, 2014, 2014, yeah. And and the answer is always because we suck. America sucks. Ugh. And it was 2014 before we had the first female. But can I be honest? Maybe it's because Bob Costas wouldn't fucking take the L. No, <laughs> before <of course. laughs> exactly since like 88, happened. he was like, "This is my job." Yes. No, I mean,
1: all signs point to Bob being like this is my gig till I die. Yeah, absolutely. And they were like, sure, it's your gig till you die. Like, yes. unless something horrible happens, massive NBC scandal, which, hey, they love cranking those puppies And out. she
0: is, like, also, like, a very, like, conservative-looking, like, white woman to be, like, you know, like, like, she's not even, like, that crazy. Like, she, they're no, not, like, just, doing the most. She's just a woman. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, wow, what a risk. <laughs> this might go down in flames. Worst
1: case scenario, absolutely. we get, we get Bob Costas some, some dark, <laughs> dark sunglasses and we they put him back get, out there. And we and we pump end. audio into his ear and we just tell him what to say.
0: Absolutely. So there's here's a couple of highlights of of Bob Coss's pink eye. I know what you're thinking, audience. Are we still talking about this? Absolutely, we are. Yes, it's uh, an Olympic
1: whoopsies. <laughs> um,
0: so it's good America- to
1: reannounce the segment halfway through.
0: <laughs> it's, imp- it's it's really vital, important because they have forgotten, <laughs> <laughs> as have we. Yes, <laughs> so Merida Vieira becomes the first woman to ever host primetime Olympics coverage. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Very cool. She's doing her most. Obviously, classically, America's like, what is she wearing? And she's like, go Uh, fucking kill yourself. Obviously, she didn't say that. I burned it. I'm saying that. Pants under this desk? (laughs) Hilarious. Like, the bit. They, They were like, you wore an orange sweater. That was, like, literally a plot topic. I had to sift through a lot of articles about her orange sweater. It sucked.
1: I was like, are you, uh, are you fucking kidding? Remember when Bob Costas' eyes tried to crawl out of his head? Yeah. America?
0: America? And we
1: like, well, you know what really offends the
0: eye? Orange on that woman. Oh, orange orange cable man. Oh, God. <laughs> what, an, what an atrocity. A real genocide to my eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> Bob Costas' eyes are pink, but mine are dead because of <laughs> Vieira's orange sweater. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so glad that we focus <laughs> on what's important. <laughs> so, Bob Costas said that he sat uh, sat in a a dark room and listening to the Olympics. And he said, I didn't think no one else could take it over. This isn't a little, I'm not actually quoting word for word. What I'm quoting to you is I read an article earlier today and I'm paraphrasing. But he goes, I'm not saying no one else could do it. What I'm saying is I've spent years knowing everything about the Olympics. And other people just don't know what I know. Like I know everything about the Olympics, and Vieira was so sweet when she was being interviewed. She was like, "Who can replace Bob Costas? Like, obviously he's incredible. Like, I felt like I was like filling too big of shoes. Like, I can barely do my job, but like I am surrounded by like consummate professionals of like who oh, they they have um they have like historians like obviously on set because it's fucking NBC right, clearly who like feed her information about the Olympics, sure, and so she can talk about it because it's literally their fucking job. And Bob Costas was like, "I don't even need him." Like, I can just talk off the uh, fucking top of my head. And I was like, maybe you needed to be humbled by pink eye. <laughs> like, maybe a little bit. Also, sorry, last fact. Last fact. I want to give okay, you about okay. Bob Costas' okay. pink eye. Um, they have NBC doctors. They looked at his eye. They did all this research. Right. Right before they took him off hair. He, they flew in a Californian doctor to Sochi, Russia to look at his eye. And here's my thought, this is why this pissed me off, don't they have the best doctors in the world at the Olympics taking care of the best athletes in the world, and they flew in someone from California? What is that? He's like, brought
1: fresh citrus with me, my dude. Yeah, what is that? He's like, maybe you have an eye scurvy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: have you thought about putting lime in your eye? Oh my gosh. Have you, have you thought about squeezing some fresh lime in your eye? <laughs>
1: California orange.
0: California oranges. The, yeah, they ship those out for sure. Yeah. Gosh, I <laughs> I can't I can't do non American doctors. I am just like,
1: just the fact that that all went down on international television. Was yeah. So even as a, as a
0: young person watching that, so enjoyable. Mm. I I got a huge kick out Did of it. Did you see? His eye, his pink eye, like live. Yes, hundred oh, percent. Were you like how disgusting?
1: Oh yes, because pink <laughs> eye is gross. Like, it, it's like it, you don't go to work when you get pink eye.
0: No normal person does. No, I mean, it's it's also highly contagious. Highly certain types contagious. Of it. He literally said in the interview, "I don't. I. I hope no." He said, "I don't think anyone else got it."
1: Uh, you think they're gonna bubble it up to Bob?
0: <laughs> I'm like, all of our interns are down yeah for the count absolutely like, their dreams are crushed who, who got him who did his makeup who put on his sunglasses that person got pink eye for I, sure yeah, yeah yeah
1: oh gosh oh man anyway this has been your olympic whoopsies
0: it's an olympic whoopsies wait what were the lyrics um did they mean to No, did they do it yes it's an olympic whoopsies was the melody different yes were the words there absolutely
1: I, I, I hope it changes every time.
0: And it will. We're
1: not going to pin it down. <laughs> we're not going to pre-record it. And we're definitely not going to put it to a track.
0: <laughs> so <sighs> our, we're fucking pulling in for the, the prime time. The 9 p.m. on ABC slot. Yum. Absolutely. It is the judging of art. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Elizabeth, can I read you poems that you have to judge now? Yes,
1: I'm excited for this segment. This is, I think, where the podcast really was born from. Was What if we just made a podcast where we arbitrarily put uh, pieces of art into gold, silver, and bronze rankings uh, and then maybe have some sort of way to dialogue with our Mm -hmm. listeners about if we're totally off, Mm -hmm. which I fully expect to be. And I can't wait for people to make their own... um, determinations about our uh handle on art in general yeah, based absolutely. off of this
0: segment that
1: could blow up in our faces um but yes i will not are right. you kidding
0: me um wh- how many times have i said constant professional in this uh that, podcast felt like that was
1: thrust upon you by bob
0: um absolutely and i am one of them okay <laughs> so the segment is going to go 110 all right it's going to be a fan favorite The number one, and in three episodes from now, it's gonna be the only thing we do. Okay. Okay, So (laughs) um this week, uh so our segments around arts in the Olympics is gonna be kind of centered around what was originally in the Olympics. Um and one of the original categories was literature, which is wild. Um, yeah, absolutely. Once again, if beauty is in the eye of the beholder, like I've been in a book club for a while now and if there's one thing I've learned about literature from that is that like we have different tastes. Oh, totally. As humans, like I have been in so many like really intense discussions with like my peers about like whether something is worthwhile or not and it's all about taste, right? Yes, yes. Like I I am someone who loves poetry. Mm-hmm. I love poetry. Um, It took a long time to figure out what poetry I liked which I think is the hard part about like I know everyone says that, like, um, you, like, you you don't not like Shakespeare, you just haven't seen good Shakespeare, right? Sure. Or you, uh, you don't not like country music, you just haven't heard good country music or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. I, I'm a firm believer of, like, no one can truly dislike poetry, they just haven't found their poetry. Sure. But I I get in arguments all the time with people about people who are like, poetry's not my thing. I'm like, but there's, like, poetry is literally, like, there's so much of it, and it's all yeah. so different. Yeah. How can you say that? I get so confused. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to focus on poetry today. Okay. Um, I have three poems for you. Okay. And I have some history that is going to come on the end of our podcast, at the end of you, you judging. Okay. But I'm not going to tell you who the poets are or what they're doing.
1: Okay.
0: Until you judge. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to read three, and you are going to award them gold, silver, and bronze. Okay. All right. Um, some of them are longer than what I'm going to read. Okay. Um, so I'm reading segments. Okay, cool. Actually, all of them are longer than what I'm going to read. Okay. Because, okay, like we're an hour and 20 minutes in this podcast. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No epic poems. Let's abbreviate. Um, just uh, some quick fun facts about literature and the Olympics. Um, so. The literature was only one segment in the Olympics mm-hmm. uh, because the Olympics, I guess I could actually fucking look at this for real. Uh, was uh, put into architecture, literature, music, painting, and sculpture. There were five categories of art in the Olympics, mm-hmm. which I think is also really interesting. First, art that architecture was one of them. Yes. Like, that's, like, I mean, is it an art form? Absolutely. But it also seems like I would not put that above a lot of others. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, architecture being one, literature being one, okay, that makes sense. Music being one, that also makes sense, but once again, different cultures have wildly different music. Oh, totally. Totally. Crazy. Painting, of course, that makes sense. Right. And then sculpture, for sure. What they ran into as they did arts in the Olympics is that, like, it's hard to specify things into such basic categories. Right they're like is not a relief is a relief painting or is it sculpture right cuz you're carving but right. then you do printmaking like what is that and they like kind of faltered on yeah. that
1: yeah and i believe the only uh quali- not qualification stipulation was that the art had to be in some way uh, related back to sports
0: it absolutely did which is still so fascinating yeah so fascinating um okay i got some fun facts for you okay. i got some fun facts all right so um, there were five categories of art, right. one of them was literature. The literature existed for 40 years, but there was only two years where the literature was split up. Okay. So there was multiple literature categories. Um, those, cat- uh, those years were uh, 1924 and again in 1932. Um, the categories were dramatic literature, epic literature and lyric literature okay a lot of that is kind of poetry if that makes any sense yeah sure like um there was it had to be under twenty thousand words so you can like submit a book okay um obviously there's like epic poems there's lyrical poems mostly rhyming uh and then there's dramatic which was like kind of just like miscellaneous like wild poems but also short stories but also like Essays. It was like really all over the place. Bit of a catch-all. Okay. But once again, all about sports. Mm -hmm. Um. This was my favorite part. Okay. So, these kind of go together. A good chunk of the art that happened in the Olympics doesn't exist anymore, or like wasn't preserved. And the main reason for that is. Like, the reason that, like, we don't know about it is mostly because it doesn't exist anymore. Right. The reason it doesn't exist anymore is because there was a stipulation to submit to the Olympics, which was that you had to be an quote-unquote amateur. So, if you were an amateur quote-unquote artist, you could submit to the Olympics. But that means that you couldn't be paid for what you created. That's the whole, like, you know, line, like line between amateur versus
1: professional. Professional,
0: yep. right? Like, are you paid for what you do? So, in these times, if you weren't paid for what you did, it wasn't published. Like if you think about it, yeah. like if I wrote a really good poem, I could write it down on a piece of paper and I could send it to my friends. Yeah. But if I want it to be given to more people, like if I wanted to be published, that inherently means that you have gotten a publisher and you were paid for it. Right. So in so like the art that was created that was allowed to be submitted as an amateur status inherently didn't have wide distribution. So I have a couple of poems that were like submitted. Like I have a couple, but I also tried to find out quite a few that don't exist anymore Mm. because they literally won't, weren't written anywhere (laughs) like to, for the public to like consume. Right. Or be passed down. Uh, One of the poems I'm gonna read was lost for a while. Like uh, some people tried to find it, it didn't exist, and then it resurfaced. Um, It turned out it was published by someone under a different title in a different book. Okay. So like, if that makes any sense, like someone like was like, and here it is. Like you, it's just like shit. Like that is hard. Anyways, that's so fascinating too. Yeah. Yeah. And then the only other thing why it also didn't remain around is I found a quote. From and I, it is not credited. I'm and I feel so bad, but it was a quote uh, around someone who uh, was talking about why, uh, like, around the time the arts were like taken away from the Olympics. Mm. And they said that that I just really love this phrasing that the art was of quote unquote dubious quality. And that's why he didn't stick around, because oh, yeah. um, you have not seen some improv shows <laughs> I've been part of, my friend. Like, exactly. it's all dubious. Most art is of dubious <laughs> quality. May I, may I say, submit, sir? Right. <laughs> and the stuff that
1: gets past that dubious rating, it's it's like. It, the stuff that we passed down for thousands of years to each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. Because we're just like,
0: oh I'm my pretty sure God. everything is dubious, right? Yeah. Like, Christ in Piss is, is, is both in a museum and is of dubious quality. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know a single thing that's good that isn't of dubious quality. <laughs> also, things can be dubious to different People Degrees. Right, reasons. exactly. The same thing that, like, why, who's, what what art is good to different people. Oh,
1: man. We're going to yell about this. We're going to have this same every conversation episode. every episode where we're just like, why? <laughs> maybe <laughs> this was always a terrible idea. Yeah. And maybe people aren't talking about it because they're like, why did we try to do that? Absolutely. Well, so, tough. We're bringing it to the people. We're bringing it back. And they're going to hear about it.
0: Okay. I just love that the reason they said it was of dubious quality is because, one, it was from technical amateurs, so... Inherently, if someone's paid for their art, they couldn't submit. So that's like, obviously like the best quote unquote minds. Like if you think about it, if you're the best in your sport right now, we're uh-huh. going to the Olympics. Yeah. If yeah. you're the best, if you were fucking, I don't know. Who's a good writer? Who wrote, uh, uh, good omens. It, who wrote? No, I can name, I can name an author. Ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Luis May Alcott. Sure.
1: Okay. Not current, but that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Women. I was about to say JK Rowling, and I was like, I'm not going to voice a turf on this podcast. I'm not going to curse us. So I, like, bailed.
1: <laughs> I said little women's author. Okay, good. So we but, like, once God. again, if
0: you're paid, like, you're not allowed to submit. So, therefore, like, the good people who, like, want to get a living are not submitting. Right. Yeah. And also, if you submit, it's literally only about sports. So they were like, who's going to read this? Why would we keep this around? It's a It's a poem about wrestling. And by Hot. a literal high school student. So, like, why the fuck are we going to keep this around? You know what I'm saying? We
1: better save this for the
0: kids. <laughs> All right, enough history. Okay. All right, enough enough hype. Read I'm going to read you three poems. Okay, cool,
1: cool, cool. You so ready? I'll just I'll consider them first poem, second poem, third poem. Yes. Because you're not going to, unless yes. you have titles. You nope, I don't. Titles? I'm not going to give you titles. Okay, don't do
0: that. Okay. First poem. Laurel of Hellas, noble-born you tree of honored name reaching over unnumbered years your leaves extend their frame and branches high proclaim the pride of one who never borrowed except to place your crown upon the victor's brow laurel of hellas noble born most celebrated tree gazing to your lofty crown the mind must Dazzled be Up to the blue your head is raised To earth your strong Roots strains And under your shining leaves Are played the noble timeless Games That's poem one Tasty Tasty, lots of rhymes What I I love is like Rhymes is like, I just love Old poetry, like I'm a big poet fan Yeah Um and I like new poetry. I don't really like a lot of old poetry, and I just like that old poetry. Was like if it rhymes, it goes. Like, get it in there. <laughs> if,
1: it, if it rhymes, we're gonna publish
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. People love that's good poems. They found another word that sounds the same. That's good.
1: We are, in a way, it's a sport. It's a, it's a feat.
0: A sport of the brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. <clears> hmm. <throat> My second poem. Um. Sitting still as stone watching. There is not a moment to lose in the game. Don't let the troubles in your head steal too much time. It won't be so long now. Out of the darkness comes the light. Every day should be a good day to die. Hmm. Spinning on the wind the leaf fell from the limb. Uh. Initial thoughts?
1: like is that just from the opening sequence of uh die another day
0: yeah yeah absolutely that's a bon song. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye inside. laughs>
1: every day should be a good day to die is
0: like freaking absolutely heavy. i can see like the hot chick silhouette and like the like uh telescope <laughs> every day is a good way to die and
1: bow, like, bow. like okay I mean, I guess so.
0: I don't know if also, I agree. They're not wrong. No, I, I'm, I'm with them. Every day's a good day to die if you die. You did it. <laughs> you, you saw Specifically, it if you want it. <laughs> can I read you my third poem? You sure can. Without a sound, the darting swoop strokes fall on unguarded flesh. Far off, the thrills, one faint high scream. With an angry gasp, he dies. Burp. Mm. Each sought to thrust the narrow point swiftly to some crack or joint, or else the stun and overwhelm to blows of vibrance or on helm.
1: They're talking about fencing in the pentathlon. Are they? That first fresh. Event. Oh, yeah! You jump in. You're like they're ready for I'm about to do five swim. events that make no sense together, but show that I can do five separate. In things. In that scenario,
0: um, I just want to point out on the pentathlon in the first segment of, of of many, they literally kill someone. With a far and angry gasp, he dies. <laughs> See, they don't
1: include that stuff on Wikipedia. Amen. I'm telling you about Amen. the casualties <laughs> at the peace bringing sports event. Mm-hmm. Whew, okay. So how do we want to do this?
0: I want you, like, if you want to hear any of them again, I can reword, I can reread. Okay. But I want you to just say, like, your initial thoughts, and then I want you to rank them gold, silver, bronze.
1: Initial thoughts is that they're all on, like, the heavier side. Mm. They all feel very, um, oh, lofty and, like, almost kind of, like, regal in a way. Like, Mm. it's all, it's all very, um, what am I trying to say? They're all coming out from this place of like, you know, highest honor, greatest achievement. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the the ultimate thing you could be spending <laughs> your time doing, but also talking about and thinking on, and and the, but also flowers, you know. But also
0: flowers. They're all very. Um, they've got like segments of like glory. Yes. And, like, Victor, and also, like, very serious, like, literally two of them mentioned death, which I think is really funny for the right. Olympics.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, a knee slapper. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think a lot of these athletes are like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> death?
1: Okay. Um, so, no, initial thoughts are just, like, big, intense, kind of bravado vibes okay. uh, from all of them. In terms of ranking... Mm-hmm. I think I would give gold to the second poem, Sitting Still as Stone Watching. The second poem. I liked it. I I liked it. I thought lots of good imagery, which I did see across all three specimens. But...
0: Sitting still as stone watching. Mm -hmm. There is not a moment to lose in the game. Don't let the troubles in your head steal too much for time.
1: Also feels very applicable to the arts, yeah, uh, in terms of like live art, live mm-hmm. theater, and performance art. Got to get out of your head and just be in the moment. I like that. That okay. resonated with me. Goals are number two. Give gold to two. Okay. I feel like I definitely should have started by ranking bronze, then silver,
0: then gold. It doesn't but matter. Here we no, are. No, 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 no. Just a thought for next time. Just vibe it, yeah, for next time. Who's getting who's getting number two? I mean that's the, that's the big the, connect connection. Because then it's all
1: out there. Yeah. I think I would give the second. The, gold, the silver medal to the first poem, Laurel okay. of Hellas. Yes. Mostly, I'm trying to figure out who is Hellas
0: or where is Hellas. <laughs> <laughs> who? And also, may I, may I ask, why is Hellas? Current.
1: Current location and reason for being, please.
0: And pourquoi? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I would give, yeah, my silver medal to the Laurel of
0: Hellas, that first poem you read. What did you like about it?
1: Um... it it felt very like almost like borderline ominous okay yeah um but again very like i think all three of them had it but this one also felt um like destiny like great sense of like something bigger than yourself that you're a part of right now which feels very olympian
0: Mm. like the olympics love to harp on what a big part of like it literally says, under your shining leaves are played the noble, timeless games.
1: Yeah, completely.
0: Yeah. Which again, Very larger than the life. The Olympics
1: love talking about how old they are and mm-hmm. how timeless they Amen. are. Amen. Amen. But I can't talk about myself like that. Okay. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Hey, Elizabeth, you're timeless. Your beauty is, like, unparalleled. A, compliment, Start to finish a, a compliments podcast. <laughs> I'm a just saying. Podcast. I think people <laughs> like
1: it. I would. Uh, and bronze, of course, goes to the third poem, uh, Without a Sound. Why bronze? I mean, still placing, obviously. Yeah, still on the freaking podium. I'm over here with my poem I wrote about otters in middle school that I freaking love, and I didn't make it.
0: <sighs> you are going to have to bring enough. your poem about otters to the next podcast. You know that, right? I think I
1: could find it. I do think I could find like, it. you're going
0: to I am yeah. obsessed. Are you kidding me? Homework. You have a poem about otters? You're bringing that next, it's you're bringing that next heavy time. rhyming. Two. Thank fucking God.
1: Mostly rhymes.
0: Well, as I literally said, in the olden times, that's all that mattered. <laughs> Did it rhyme? Yes, your poem is fucking that's gold. that's how
1: you know it's a poem. <laughs> um, the third one got third, or bronze rather, because um, it honestly was just like, maybe because I was looking for something different by that third one, I was like, give me some, give me something give new. Give me
0: new. All right. Yeah. It's very to... it is very specifically, I mean you're right, it's a lot about swords. It's a little about fencing.
1: Yeah, and death.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to make you party at the Olympics. So much for your vulnerability in this moment. I
1: can't wait to find out who these belong to and I am so excited to tell
0: you. And how off I am my taste is. So excited to tell you. Okay. So gold to second, um, silver to first, and bronze to third. Correct. So, we're going to start with Bronze. Okay. Bronze was a part of a very much longer uh, dramatic piece. This is not in the... It is a poem. Okay. But it is not... uh, It's a long poem, and it's not during the time that poems were... Like, lyrical were its own category. Okay. Um, It was written in 1924, so before they split the categories. Um, And it was written by Dorothy Margaret Stewart. Uh, this poem was ranked for silver. Oh, okay. Alright. Was um, Dorothy
1: a American Olympian? A... She was
0: not. She was British. Okay. So, she won silver in 1924 for, and this poem was called The Sword Song. Or it was in the dramatics. Okay. Um, sorry, Dorothy. Sorry, rip Dorothy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Long beautiful life. She, uh, she was famous or like, she was known eventually by the end of her career for mostly working on historical biographies. Um, And specifically historical nonfiction, focusing on women and children, which is like, fuck yeah, Dorothy. Like, super cool. Talk about them. But very specifically, like, biographies. She was, like, really known in that realm. Cool. Um, This, in the 1924 Olympics, were some hotly contested Olympics. And this is where I go back to, we literally don't have information on it. Sure. In this Olympics, there was one gold for literature. And there was two silver given. And two bronze. God. Which at that point, you're like, what the fuck is the point of the rating system?
1: Totally. Well, at that point, you're like, then everybody gets a medal. Yeah. Or we only give a gold. Or go- of-
0: gold, silver, uh, bronze, onyx. Right. Pewter. And fucking, yeah, pewter. <laughs> like, why are there two silver and two bronze? So she was one of the silver of okay. two. Okay. It was hotly contested, and yet they, the, the the internet will not tell me why. They, like, literally don't know they literally said, we don't know. It's the first time the 50-meter swim was available, but we don't know anything else. Oh, gosh. So. Awesome. Fun facts. Okay. Okay. She won one of the two silvers, which, yeah, once again, at that point, like, what are we doing? Also, which I love, because sometimes there are too little people who submitted art, and this time, like, too many submitted? I don't understand what happened. Uh, so she wrote this one song, which, sw- sorry, sword song. Okay. Uh, which was uh, specifically four parts long, and it was all about fencing. Okay, so you nailed it. All about fencing. Okay, cool, cool. And that is Dorothy Margaret Stewart. Um, I'm gonna go in, and uh, your silver medal. Okay, went to, uh, and I am audience gonna pronounce this wrong. I don't have a French friend to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> this is Finnish, and her name is Ale Tieni. Ale uh, Tinia. Um, She's a Finnish poet. Okay. And she received gold in 1948 for her poem Laurel of Hellas, which is one of the times that the uh, things were split. Okay. And she won it for a lyrical, so poetry. There you go. Um, she is most known in her career for editing and translating European poetry back until the Middle Ages. So wow. she, like, started in the Middle Ages, and she started fucking, like, translating poetry. And she went ham her whole life. It was awesome. Wow, She's super cool. famous for an Ibsen poem that she translated. Okay. That, like, made it available to the more, like, public uh, wow. realm. Super cool. Um I didn't know we were going to get a dose of heroism. I know, right? Uh, fun fact, LA, um is the only woman to have ever won gold a gold medal in the Olympic art competitions. Ugh. So obviously, like the last woman I had, like also a woman, but uh, Alay is the only woman who have who won a gold. So kick ass, dang, love her, yeah. Um, in '48, um, and then just like a fun fact about her in uh, 1982, she became the first woman admitted to the Finnish Academy. So just like she was a boss bitch, like doing her mount. I love it. I love um, that. And she wrote "Laurel of Hellas," which was the name of the poem. Okay. No, I liked that one a lot and Really And you enough awarded gold Shoot <laughs> This is gonna be bad You I... awarded gold <laughs> To What I would maybe call If someone asked me Very specifically uh, Lyrics I stole from a Dave Matthews ba- Oh my lit- god Song <laughs> No <laughs> oh, No <laughs> You did award gold to a Dave Matthews band song.
1: I'm like, this is why. There
0: is no, have no credibility moving forward. <laughs> this, is why, this is why art is subjective. Because I cut, I mean, don't get me wrong. I took some lyrics at the beginning of the song and I took some lyrics at the end and I put them together. So like I, there was like a, new, like a nuanced I. But the song is called You Never Know. And I, it's by the Dave Matthews band, and I put it together, and you did vote for it to be gold, and that oh my is why God. art is objective. I just,
1: I have no defense. I, I, I'm just out here enjoying my life, like trying to be honest about my feelings. And Dave's speaking right to me, man. Uh, <laughs> maybe we gotta get those arts back in the Olympics absolutely like the, the north star that is Dave my Matthews favorite band.
0: part about this is I spent probably an hour looking at Dave Matthews band's lyrics and it was so so hard to find any lyrics that were not about fingering a girl. Oh my god. <laughs> because Dave Matthews apparently only sings. I was like, oh, how funny would it be if I put Dave Matthews bands in this segment? He literally only sings about fingering girls, except for this one song where I could compile a couple of lyrics <laughs> about life and life life and light and games.
1: <laughs> I like damn.
0: That played out perfectly. It was honestly very You gave, you gave uh third place to the silver medal uh second place to the gold medal and first place to dave (laughs) matthews Matthews. fuck yeah i
1: i don't (laughs) know how you end on like a better note i don't know
0: i think we've ended this podcast perfectly this is exactly where it ends
1: well man we've had a good
0: run um so glad we did this podcast amen amen (laughs) well did uh, did you learn something
1: I 100% learned something. I learned I need to probably like, like expand my horizons and like to actual poetry. No offense, Dave, but also <laughs> like, I gave you a gold medal, so I don't, I don't owe you anything.
0: I have a very specific idea of what kind of poetry you'd like. I would love some recommendations because <laughs> I need to open up... Uh, more. Apparently. Yeah, I want to get you a slung book of Dave Matthews lyrics. And I'm not going to know
1: the difference. You can put you can put anybody's name on it and be like, "Oh, Thoreau." You know like Yeah. Bless my name. Oh, heart. This
0: is E. Cummings. <laughs> Mostly because he talks about females cumming with his fingers. I
1: guess it's like all he knows. So you got to make well, art about if you're Dave what Matthews
0: you know. and you're on the road, okay? And you're like doing the most and you're singing your songs. You can't help but find women to apparently write very sexual songs about. Like, what? And then dupe me. And then dupe Elizabeth in a very specific arts and Olympics podcast. Super
1: niche. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, man. No, I did learn something. I learned
0: stuff from doing my own research. I learned stuff from your research. Thank you. I I learned a a lot. I learned a lot specifically about, like, if you get the same name as your daddy and you get enough money and clout, uh, you, you can put can on an international international game Yeah. we are like huh wouldn't it be funny and I can now I, we've got the winter olympics as well he wasn't even really in on that absolutely his okay. dream had a baby oh that's beautiful the that's world beautiful. is healing itself and yet <laughs> life is going on and yet can I offer it's getting so much worse <laughs> <laughs> oh that feels like a nut to wrap it up which on. I will like uh, next 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 episode maybe we can talk about how the fact that we might not even get olympics this year we and sure that can. and that's specifically why we're not healing <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's some ties back to yeah reality amazing there. Um, well amazing anything else you want to say before we just send people on their way to their
0: no lives? I want to say thank you all keep your eye on the horizon for those uh, 2020 Tokyo Games and uh, here in 2021 may A year you delayed may 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 your next week be full of not Pete Guy
1: oh yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Full a, no one to take an L. normal colored pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, eye. Eyes. No, no nope. pink eye. A normal just a, a moderate amount of flush pink eye. No, God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. This is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much
1: for listening and uh, if you like what you hear, stay tuned for more because we're we're going to keep cranking them out. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye. Goodbye.